You're listening to the Church on the Move Roswell podcast. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks for listening, and let's check it out. Listen, turn with me to Matthew chapter 14. We talked about last week, uh, you know, the, the, where the, in the Old Testament where it said, hey, you know, God was speaking to the children of Israel, and he said, hey, I'm about to do some new stuff. It's going to spring forth. It's going to jump out at you. It's going to come when you least expect it. And then he asked the question, can you perceive it? So we talked about a lot, lot, a lot less Sunday about perception. You know, there's this old statement, perception is reality. And what it means, what that means is, is what you're focused on, what you see with your own filters of your mind, of your heart, is that's reality to you. And so it's vital that our perception and our reality is not based on lies, but based on truth. Because a lot of people live, their reality is based on lies. And so everything's uh, perverted, everything's off, everything's skewed because of this lie that they have perceived or grabbed a hold of. And so it's vital that we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And when I use the word vital, I'm not just using that for effect. You know, when we talk about someone's vitals, we're talking about what's vital to them to be living. Like if, if someone says, check, check their vitals, man, that's, you're like, oh man, that's serious business, my vitals. You know, that's vital to me, to, for my heart to beat, for me to breathe, and to be alive. And so when I say this is vital, I, don't, I mean this is, this is life and death spiritually, maybe physically for some, uh, relationally, financially. This is, this is vital to our, to our going forward in, in 2024. 2024, as I said last week, because of the election, there's going to be dramatic change. Dramatic. Whatever happens in November in that election, we're going to see dramatic change one way or the other. We're either going to start going, start going the right direction or we're going to go downhill fast going the wrong direction. So knowing that is coming, what do we do? Well, this is what we do in one of the greatest stories, I think, in the Bible that helps us do that. It's a simple story. It's one that most of us know and we've probably talked about before. But, man, it's, it's real important that we hear it again. And again, and again, and again. And so it starts in Matthew 14, starting in verse 25. It says, at about 4 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them, walking on the waves. When the disciples saw him, everybody say, saw him. That, that means they were focused now. Now they're looking at him. They're looking at him. And because of their thought process wasn't accurate, they came up with an inaccurate conclusion. When your perception is off, then your conclusions will be off. So their perception is off, and so their conclusion's off. Listen to what happens. They saw him walking on the top of the water. They were terrified and screamed, a ghost. Every time I read that scripture, I kind of chuckle because I think of uh, the, the first Ghostbusters. I don't know why I think of that, but that's a... For some in this... This room, you don't even, you've never even watched that movie, but watch it. And, and they, they, they scream and yell, it's a ghost. And so, but uh, I mean, that's what they do. And so, because they think it's that he's died and it's his spirit, it's a ghost, it's a spirit, they, they are terrified. It creates fear because that's not reality. But it's their reality because that's how they perceived it. 
But again, when your perception is skewed by lies, then your conclusions are going to be skewed. So because of their perception, their conclusion is wrong. Then Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. So he's, he's, he's like, hey, I'm not a ghost. It's me. And so he's, and he's correcting their perception. And so in correcting their perception of what they're seeing, he corrects their emotions and their conclusions. Don't be afraid. It's me. And it's, it's, so what we focus on in, in knowing the truth is more vital than ever before. And I'll explain why here in just a moment. But he says, he says, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. It's me. It's really me. Don't be afraid. Changing their perception. Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. So he's not thoroughly convinced. He's saying, but if it's really you, if, if you're really telling us, tell me to come out there. And what does Jesus do? He says, come and join me. Jesus replied, because it's really me. So Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk toward Jesus. But when he realized, in, in the Passion it says when he realized, in most versions it says when he saw. So he steps out of the boat and his focus the, this whole time uh, was on Jesus. And his focus at first was, was based on a lie. And so he was scared. Jesus corrects the lie so the fear subsides. And when fear subsides, it leaves room for something else. And that's faith. And we're going to talk about six things that we need to do to change from Ephesians chapter 4 because Ephesians chapter 4 lays out these six great things that, that we can practically and spiritually put in place in our life to create great changes in our life. Great changes. But the number one thing we have to do is we have to be fixed and focused on Jesus and the reality of not a truth but the truth. And if, if you believe anything else but the truth, the way, the life, you, you don't believe what Jesus Christ says in his word, then, then your conclusions are all going to be wrong. And you're not going to be living, you're not going to be living according to the truth, you're going to be living according to a lie. And so he steps out on the water and began to walk toward Jesus. So his focus is on Jesus. He's walking toward Jesus. He didn't get out and run around the boat four times. He didn't get out and run to the shore because there's a storm. You know, that might have been an option. Hey, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to run to the shore. I'm going to get out of this storm. No, he, he, he gets out and he's walking towards Jesus. So his focus is directly on, on Jesus. And now he sees that it is Jesus and he's not dead. He's not a ghost. He's the real Jesus that he saw on the shore on the other side. The real Jesus that said, we will cross over and go to the other side. Now he's in faith and his fear has uh, uh, dissipated and his faith has rose. Because when you live the truth, it eliminates fear and gives room for God for faith. And you can only do that by understanding the reality of the Lordship of Christ, the truth. The truth. The truth. And so now he's walking according to the truth, and he's a, man, a regular guy, not Jesus Christ the Lord, fully man and fully God, but a regular guy is walking on the top of water. I... The man who led me to Jesus Christ today, Pastor Jim referred to him, Pastor Swan is here today, and I'm so grateful for you, Pastor Swan. I told you always, if you're in the room, I'm always going to acknowledge. 
the place you have in my life and in my heart. That you told me about Jesus and led me to Christ. I'm so grateful. I'll always be grateful. When I came to the truth about who Jesus Christ was in a church service just like this one, a little smaller. It's about 35 people in there. And we were meeting in the women's club meeting. That's why I had a lot of questions about that church in the first place. I'm like, so we were, and when I came to the reality of the truth about who Jesus Christ was, man, it changed my whole perception. It changed my reality. It ch- now I'm living according to the truth. Instead of believing the lies that were inside my head and in my life. It changes everything. And as long as we're focused on Jesus and he's first. You know, when people say to me, I'm like, I'll ask people from time, you're reading your word. Oh, man, I really need to make time for that. Man, guys, I don't know about the other married men in this room, but if Jesus, if Julie's like, hey, um, you know, I really want to hang out with you and, you know, I really want to get to know you better and I want to hang out with you. And I say, oh, Julie, I really need to make time for you. That's not going to lead to any romance in my life, I promise. Yeah, I just, oh, shucks. I just keep forgetting to make any time for you. Wow. That's going to go over like a ton of bricks. Guys, man, what I, instead of making time, I'm taking time. I'm saying, time, you're not going to control me. I'm controlling the time of my life. Because Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life, I'm taking that time, and I'm going to spend time with Jesus. I'm not going to try to make time for him. I'm taking time for him. Because he's first, and I'm focused on him. And that's what he wants us to do. And we got to do it at a higher level than ever before. A higher level than ever before. And so Peter's focused on him, and then he realizes how high the waves were, and he became frightened again and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. As soon as he got his eyes off, he saw the wind and the waves. He saw the storm, and now all of a sudden he believes a lie. The lie is this. By the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can't walk on water. What comes back? Fear. Fear replaces his faith so quickly. And he sinks. He just begins to sink. Church family, man, I I don't know. I know this because I know this. That we are going to have to be more focused on God and his word in our relationship with him than ever, ever, ever before in human history. Well, why would you say that? You know, I'm a history guy. I've been a history buff since I was a little kid. All, all the reports I wrote were on historical issues from little If they took us to the library and said, get a book, it was always a history book. Every single time. My whole life. And so I understand history. And when people say, well, that never happened before, I'm like, mm, yeah, that's happened before. Ever been a worldwide plague? Mm, yeah. Study the black plague. The, you know, there's, there's been plagues. There's been plagues that wiped out. Uh, I think 25, 30% of all of Europe. And so there's been stuff that's happened, you know, and it's kind of like fashion. People sporting around like, oh, I'm cruising in these bell-bottom pants. I'm like, been there, done that. I mean, people of this young generation thinks, look how cool this is. I'm like, yeah, I saw that in 1972. 
They're like, no way, and I'll pull up pictures. Like, thank God for Google, right? I'll Google it and show my sons. Here you go, right there. <laughs> That's how it looked back then. And so, but guys, things have been, history's been repeated a thousand times over, but there's something coming in our lives that has never happened before. Never. Not at this level. It's happened at a level, but not at the level that is coming. Pastor Sean and I, we do a podcast called The All-American View. And we listen to two guys at a symposium, sharp, sharp developers, programmers. Uh, these guys are not Christians, as far as we know at all. They weren't speaking at a Christian event. It was just at a, it was at a computer you know, technology event. Uh, they did an incredible, they're incredibly brilliant young guys, and they're not real young. They're probably in their late 30s, early 40s. They've been around a long time, and they're at the cutting edge of technology, and they were talking about AI. And they're not Christians, but they're talking about the dangers of artificial intelligence and how it will impact. And they didn't have any political side. They didn't have, they, again, they weren't Christians, we couldn't tell if they were Christians at all. They never said anything about Jesus, the word, nothing. They weren't theologians. They weren't even philosophizing about any issue, right or wrong. They were just saying, here's the technology and here's the deal. And what's going to happen in human history that's not happened before is not lies, people believing lies and, and deception, but people believing great lies and great deception. It's going to be at a level that we've never experienced. So I think it's interesting, we're, about, we're experiencing technology that no time in ever human history has any human generation ever experienced. Why is that important? Well, because they said by 2024, it's going to be, we're going to be smack dab in the middle of it. They said by 2025, there will not be an election ever in the, anywhere in the world that AI doesn't totally control. And then they explained how it works. Do you know within seconds of hearing a recording, AI can mimic your voice to perfection? Within seconds. All they need is seconds of your voice. Do you know right now that I have enough uh, stuff out? You know, if you're in public in any way, if you're on YouTube, you've done anything online that someone can get a hold of, they can take your voice and have it say whatever they want it to say. They showed that in real time on a screen when they were doing this symposium. It was unreal amazing. And uh, it was a little shocking. I'm not afraid of it, but it was shocking. And so what does it have to do with the story we just read? If we don't fix our eyes and focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we will be open to deception. No doubt about it. We will be open to deception. And once we believe a lie, whether it's about ourselves, others, the situation, that situation, once that lie gets, gets in our perspective, then all of our conclusions and our decisions and our character will be based on a lie. It's going to be vital. Let me say it again. It's vital to a life with Christ that we focus on him in the truth. Not a truth, but the truth. And so I'm going to read you a few scriptures talking about the situation 
that is coming, the situation that we're about to face. It says, the Holy Spirit has explicitly revealed at the end of this age, many, everybody say many. Many means most. will depart from the truth, from the true faith, one after another. One after another. Devoting themselves to spirits of deception and following demon-inspired revolutionary theories. Wow. Man, in first service, it got quiet like this too. Because this is going to be the reality of the end of the age. I, don't, I have no idea when Jesus is coming back. I have no even inkling of it. I sense it soon. But he said it was soon 2,000 plus years ago. But I still sense it soon. And we've never been in a place that deception can grow so great. It says even at the end of time that, that if God doesn't cut those days off, that even his elect will be deceived. So it's going to have to be at a level of deception that only AI can create. And why, why is AI so deceptive? Because it can mimic any voice, now image. So they could put someone that you trust in an image and show them doing anything and saying anything they want. And, you know, it's hard to defend a negative. So if they put out something and showed me talking to somebody inappropriately or something like that, how would I defend that? And what's sad is, a lot of you would believe it. Oh my gosh, and oh, you know the community would be, <laughs> we knew he was evil. They'd be giddy. They'd be giddy over it. They would celebrate it without any defense. This is why that because we believe this lie, and I hear people in this church and people all around say this all the time. Did you hear what so-and-so did? And I'm going to say this right now. Satan has done a great job lying to our America that you are guilty and you have to prove yourself innocent. It has never been that way until never in my lifetime, in the history of our country, been that way until now. You were innocent until proving guilty in my childhood. They had to prove that you did it. We might have known you got charged or said, or we might have heard rumors or gossip, but we just said, well, man, I'm not. we used to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure that's true. I know them. I'm not sure that's true. That's going to have to be proven to me. Guys, we better have the spirit of the almighty God operating in this, with the spirit of discernment because our eyes are focused on the truth, the way, the life, Jesus Christ and the word of God. That's the only way we're going to be able to discern what is the truth and what is lie. And the problem with AI is, is, you know, just like any other thing man creates, it could be a tremendous blessing. It's going to be a great blessing in so many ways. But it also could be a great curse. And what's going to happen with AI? If someone defends a lie, AI can react so rapidly that it can create more lies so quickly, 15, 20, 1,000, 2,000 lies, that you, there's no way you could defend it. And it can impact this election coming up in ways that you will blow your mind. It will, it, would blow, it will blow your mind what the Chinese and others that hate our nation are developing right now. The ads 
the things that they're going to do. And they'll wait for the last couple months of the election, and then it'll just go, it'll go bonkers. And, and like Satan, it's, it's going to be subtle. It's going to be subtle. And it's not all about the election to me. It's about eternity to me. It's about the kingdom of God to me. Because this is talking about kingdom people falling one after another after another. Believing the lies of the enemy that somehow as Christians you're missing out on the party life. Let me tell you, been there, done that. Don't miss it one day. I don't miss it at all. I don't miss that living in darkness at all. I don't miss being the, the blind leading the blind at all. I don't miss it. There's not one day I've thought, man, I wish I'd go back to that. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't ever want to be the blind leading the blind. But in order to not go back to that or fall off, we have to stay focused on the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. You're no longer making time. You better take time to not just read the word, but go deeper than you've ever gone. If you want to perceive and you want to see what God is doing new, the, the good things, the blessings, because always in the, always in the storms of life, always when the world is, is raging and Satan is moving, God's wanting to do some incredible, supernatural, awesome stuff. Right in the middle of it. He always overcomes. He always wins. Satan always loses. Amen? And so if you want to be part of that, you've got to focus on Jesus. Otherwise, fear will fill you. It is only our focus on Christ that, that eliminates the fear and fills us, fills us with faith to believe to see God move and to understand what is truth and what is not truth. I will say this to you. We need to learn to hold our judgments on everything we hear and see. I don't know how many times I've heard stuff and then I'll research it and find out it's not true. Or I'll hear stuff, and then on the internet, because there's a, there's a bent on Google, there's a bent on these platforms that they'll bend it and twist it to make it sound like it is true or isn't true, and then I'll find out, hey, they, they're, they're twisting this whole thing. And it's hard to think, Man, I don't know what to believe now because they're not even presenting another side of the situation. It's kind of like COVID, where they wouldn't even present the others. They, they would not even present the other side of not taking the shot or not wearing a mask. I just wanted an honest, open, scientific debate, and you never saw one, did you? No one ever said, let's get Dr. Fauci and these other guys, let's get them all on a stage and get the three top epidemiologists and the three top doctors and scientists or four or five or ten on a stage with opposing sides. Let's see it debated out. Let's all judge it. Never saw that happen. Why? Because Satan will never, ever put the truth, the, the lie up to the truth because he knows when people see the truth, they'll see what the lie was. You never see those kind of debates take place. Never. Never. That's why we better know the B-I-V-L-E, man. This is the book for me. It needs to become not something you're making time for, but something you're taking time for because you know that only knowing the truth will set you free. Free from what? From the lie. From the lies. From sin's control. Only this. Let me read this to you. We're about done. 2 Corinthians 11.3. But now I'm afraid 
Now, well, let's finish the let's finish four one. Uh, one after another, devoting themselves to spirits of deception and following demon-inspired revolutionary theories. 2 Corinthians 11.3. But now I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted and you may lose your single-hearted devotion of pure love for Christ. Wow. We may lose our single-hearted devotion and start becoming devoted to something other than the lordship of Jesus Christ. Last one I want to read. Proverbs 23.7, it says, at the beginning of that verse, it says, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. That's who a man, that's who a person is. That how you think, how you think, how you think determines your character and your actions. It goes on to describe in Proverbs 23 about a person who's doing something on the outside, but on the inside, it's totally different who they really are exposing the heart of somebody in that verse. So what we need to focus on as we move forward is not resolutions or self-will or, you know, or the power of our own will or trying to focus on the habits and the things that we're trying to change. What we need to focus on is we need to focus on changing our thinking by digging deeper in the Word and, and focusing even more on the Lordship of Christ over our lives. That's what's going to change everything. I said that would be the last verse. It's not. Here's the last one. Pastor Swan taught me you can have four or five good closings. <laughs> Romans 12, 2 says this. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you. That word imitating is also translated conformed, pressured, stressed. Man, the devil and his cohorts, man, they'll, they'll fear you up. They'll, they'll accuse you up trying to push you to believe what they want you to believe. It's craziness. Satan always tries to make you believe what he wants you to believe, and the people that cooperate with him are the same way. That's why you won't see both sides of an issue presented. Matter of fact, I've seen it on multiple media, high-level media platforms where they say, we don't owe it to anybody to present the other side. Man, you hear someone say that? Shh, that's a that's the enemy right there. Because what he's saying is, I don't never want to present the truth. He says, stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly, ever say inwardly, transformed by the Holy Spirit through total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. I love that. As you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in God's eyes. His eyes. God wants us to live a beautiful, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the junk, in the midst of uh, people falling and lies and deception, in the midst of all the stuff in our personal lives and culturally, he still wants us to live a beautiful life. How do we do it? We change our thinking. We change our thinking. So instead of focusing on the, all the other stuff, if we'll focus on our thinking, it will impact what we believe. And if our thinking is based on the truth of God's word and led and empowered by the Holy Spirit, we'll live the truth. And so our, our perceptions, our reality, how we apply and make decisions in life will be based on the truth, not a lie. And I'll say this, I say, I've said this many times, you'll end up in the right place doing the right thing that God will bless when we focus on him. I want everybody to live a beautiful life. 
Man, I have six things from Ephesians chapter 4, all from that chapter, six things that God wants us to do. They're very practical, but also deeply spiritual. Because like I said, it's not going to be based on positive thinking or I just willing to do stuff. God doesn't leave us helpless. He said, I'm not going to leave you helpless. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, which wrote the Word of God. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit in my Word to help you and empower you to do the, make the changes and do the things that you need to do. Even discern God's will for your life. His good, perfect, and pleasing will. Amen. Listen, every eye closed here and online, thank you for joining us. So grateful you're here, but please, wherever you're at online, whether you're watching this live on Sunday or watching this later in the week, man, the Holy Spirit is still here and there. And if you're not right with God, He's still He's going to minister to you right now and minister to you later this week. And for those in the room, He's ministering to you right now. There's days coming. There's days coming. There's, you're going to need more of Jesus, more of his word than you've ever know, ever needed. You're going to need the truth. You're going to need the truth, and you're not just going to need to know about it. You're going to need to know it in an intimate way so you can navigate the waters of the world that's here and the world that's coming. And God wants you to navigate them successfully. He wants it to be beautiful. Why? Because he wants our light to shine in the darkness that people can see that there is the one true God. There is the one true Lord, Jesus Christ, and he's the only way to heaven. He's the only way to the Father. He did die. The reality and truth is he did die for our sins on a cross. He did rise from the dead and overcome sin and death for us to save our lives. He loves us that much. Man, I was an enemy of God's, and he loved and died for me. We were all enemies of God, and he loved and died for us. The Bible teaches us that who would, you'd very rarely find somebody who would give their life for a good man, let alone for someone that's absolutely evil. Who in here would volunteer your child to die for Adolf Hitler? Jeffrey Epstein. None of us. But God did. He gave his life. His only begotten son. But in his infinite wisdom and his just his very nature and very characters, he's a God of freedom. He's not a control freak like people think. He's not a two-bit dictator. He's a God of freedom. So he gave human beings a free will and a free choice. So the choice is yours. Who will be the Lord? Who is Jesus to you? Who will you serve? Satan in this world or the Lord Jesus Christ in his kingdom? Where will you go when you die? Will you go to heaven? Will you go to hell? In this life, will you live according to lies? Or are you going to live according to the truth? 
Are you going to ever discover the reason you were created and the reason that he wants to save you because he has a destiny and purpose for you? Are you always going to be searching and never finding? You have a choice to make. Man, all of us in here, our greatest desire right now is that you choose the Lordship of Jesus. He can't be your Savior and friend, and He can't be your leader. He can't, he can't be any of the other things that He is until He's Lord. That means you surrender your life to Him. Well, Pastor Troy, that seems so unfair that I'd surrender my life to Him. No, let me tell you what He did. He stepped down out of heaven and surrendered His life completely to death on a cross, crucifixion to save us. He did something at a level we could never do. And he did it not for his sins, but for our sins. We could never repay that. We could never earn that. He surrendered for us to be saved. Now he's asking us to surrender so he can save us. So he can give us a life worth living and worth giving away. So if you're listening online or you're in the room right now and you've never prayed, this is your moment. I, I prayed for the first time when I was 18 in a small church. Man, my life has never been the same. Never. He wants to save your life like that. Or maybe you've known him and you've walked away, you've run away, you've rebelled against him, or you've been a, deceived about something and you started believing a lie about yourself or others or the church or God's word or the Bible or, you know, you just started to believe these lies and it's ended you up back in a place that you were before. And it's dark and it's, it's not good and you're like, this, is, this isn't right. I, and and you're just wanting to come home. So whether it's your first time or your next time, we want to pray with you right now. So here, we, here I'm going to ask you to do two things. Here's the first one. The first one is this, on the count of three, whether online or here, online, we're asking you to send a message to that message board and say, I'm praying for the first time or the next time. In this room, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand up high and say, it's me. Don't be ashamed of it. It's me. I'm going to get right with God today and then put it down. The second thing we're going to do is just pray. We're just going to pray. So here we go. Here we go. Online, get ready. In the room, get ready. Don't even hesitate. Don't hesitate. Jesus wants to save your life today. Renew your life. One, two, three. Raise your hand up high. Thank you. All over this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All over this. Wow. So many. Praise God. Let's all pray with them and pray with these online that messaged us and that are with us right now. Father, let's say this. Father, I believe that you are God and God alone. That you do love us and sent your only begotten son, Jesus, to die on a cross for my sins. You did raise him from the dead. And that's the truth. And because I believe that, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I receive your full forgiveness right now. And I say to you, Jesus, you are the Lord Jesus Christ. 
of my life. You surrendered your life for me. Now I surrender my life to you. And I receive the Holy Spirit that leads and guides me into the truth of your word so that I will not be deceived or live a lie, but I will live the truth that sets me free to live a life that's beautiful, that's worth having and giving away. Thank you for saving my life, renewing my life in the mighty name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate the goodness of God. He's so good. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Church on the Move, like our service times, or how you can connect with us, you can visit cotmroswell.com.